There's a new tobacco product causing concern. School administrators want parents to talk to their kids about this product. They say it's dangerous. Altria shares right now are moving lower upon a couple of headlines. One is that San Francisco officials have proposed legislation today that would ban the sale of e-cigarettes in the city. Lincoln High School in San Francisco is a smoke-free and vape-free campus, but students say that doesn't stop some from using Juul. I'm Audrey Cooper, editor of the San Francisco Chronicle, and up today, an episode on vaping. Chances are, if you're a parent, your kid knows what juuling means, but do you? Juul is an e-cigarette company based in San Francisco, but our politicians here don't much like that. They point to a huge increase in teen vaping as a reason behind their recent ban on selling the products. It's a decision the company Juul isn't taking lightly. Learn more about this growing addiction on Fifth and Mission. We'll be right back with business reporter Catherine Ho. Catherine Ho, our health business reporter from The Chronicle, is with me. Catherine, you've been covering a company called Juul a lot recently. Tell everybody, what is Juul? So Juul makes e-cigarettes, which are electronic cigarettes, um, and they're the most popular brand of e-cigarettes in the U.S. Um, and they're, if you've never seen one, they're... They fit in the palm in your hand. They kind of look like a USB drive. You can fit it in your pocket. You can um, kind of take it with you anywhere, take a puff, put it back in your pocket. Um, it's very kind of totable and discreet. And and like I, I like how you described it. it looks like a USB. So we're talking about like those things that you plug in the side of your laptop to download things. I mean, they're that um, – and inconspicuous. And when I remember the first story we did about quote unquote juuling and the epidemic in the schools, we got a huge number of parents who said, thank you so much for doing this. I had no idea that this was a thing. And that was maybe a year and a half ago. And what has happened to the popularity of vaping or juuling since then? So vaping has really taken off in the last few years. If you look at some of the CDC numbers on how many kids are vaping, the trajectory is kind of alarming. It's way, way up. And um, I think the latest numbers said something like over 3 million high schoolers and middle schoolers are vaping now. Um, and I think for a lot of them, their parents may not know it for the reasons that you just described. It's pretty easy to just stick in your backpack and unless mom or dad are going through your things, um, they might not know. You know, it doesn't smell like smoke uh, the way you think a traditional cigarette would smell. Um, you don't see like huge, you know, plumes of smoke around you all the time. Um, so it, it is kind of, I think, an easy habit to hide if you want to. And you said the, the 3 million high schoolers and middle schoolers are vaping now. That's like, that's an amazing number. How old do you have to be to buy a Juul? In California, the age to buy tobacco products legally is 21. In a lot of other states, uh, it's 18. The federal age is 18. So these kids are getting them from their friends, from like older brothers and sisters. Um, they're finding ways to get it that are not, uh, they're not supposed to have them, but they have them. Right. Uh, that's always been the case. I know it was the case in my middle school. It was probably the case in your middle school, too. The difference is you could smell the kids who were smokers, and you can't really smell this on somebody in the same way. Right. 
you know, the thing that we we keep going around and around is I'd like I don't understand why a kid would do that because kids know so much more than I did about the dangers of smoking now. And it's such a like societal pariah, especially in San Francisco. I feel like smoking is really bad. Why are kids vaping? Is that a ridiculous question? It's like an old lady question, I know, but like, why are they doing this? I think a lot of the draw is the flavors. So you can get stuff that tastes and smells like strawberries or mango or ice cream or candy. You can get ice cream flavored Mm -hmm. tobacco? Uh, Yeah, nicotine. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, it's nicotine, right. So I think a lot of kids start it not knowing it's smoking, even though it is, because it doesn't look or smell the way uh, you know, we think smoking looks or smells. And you were telling me a story earlier about how one kid you spoke to, his his parents actually bought it for them because they thought it was just water flavored water vapor, and that it, there's there was no big thing. But but the companies are adding nicotine to this for the same reason companies have added nicotine to cigarettes for for the since the beginning of the tobacco industry, which is to get you addicted to their product. Right. Nicotine is what makes cigarettes super, super addictive. And it's the same thing that makes e-cigarettes addictive as well. So does Juul have any Juul the company or other e-cigarette companies, do they have any responsibility in this sudden popularity among children? Um, great question. Um, you know, Juul executives have acknowledged some of that responsibility. Um, they've said that's never been their intention to get all these kids um, vaping and that their original intent was to try to get adult cigarette smokers a less harmful alternative to smoking cigarettes. So the incredible thing to me about the story and the reason that you're covering it is Juul is based in San Francisco, which seems like an incongruous place to start your company. But but my understanding is the company doesn't really see themselves as a tobacco company. They think they're a tech company. So can you explain how they came to be based in San Francisco? Yeah. So they have uh, roots here in the Bay Area. The company was founded by two Stanford graduate students who were trying to develop a product um, to kind of keep the ritual of smoking a cigarette, but take out some of the bad toxic stuff that came with cigarettes. Um, Juul as a company was actually spun out of another San Francisco company called Pax Labs, which makes um, cannabis or marijuana vaporizers. And the Juul product originally was part of the Pax portfolio. Um, And I think if you talk to Juul today and ask them why they want to stay in the city, you know, they have a ton of employees here. They have Last count was about 1,200 employees, and a lot of them live in the city. Um, They actually just bought a big office tower here in the city. So uh, I think they're pretty committed to staying. And the city leaders of San Francisco have have not been too happy about that. They they originally had a property, uh, still do, uh, at the port of San Francisco, And the city attorney tried to get them kicked out. So can you explain a little bit about where they stand with the the city of San Francisco? Yeah. So uh, Jules corporate headquarters now is at Pier 70, which is they're subleasing there. um, But that is public land. It's um, ultimately owned by the city. Um, The city was not thrilled at the idea of a company that... uh, is making addictive nicotine products that kids are using. Um, And so 
they introduced a uh, a piece of legislation that the board just passed this week um, that says if you're a company in the future and you're making e-cigarettes on city property, uh, you won't be able to do that. So that doesn't actually kick Juul off that property because that legislation is not retroactive, but it would prevent uh, down the line if uh, another e-cigarette company wants to come to town, uh, they wouldn't be able to do that on city property. At least. It's the Board of Supervisors, again, registering their severe dislike with this company. Some of them have been quite vocal about how much they do not like Juul as a company. Um, one of the most successful vaping e-cigarette companies being based here in San Francisco. There's another reason that Juul, you know, some people consider it a tech company. They've gotten a lot of VC venture capital investment, too. Mm-hmm. Um, to your previous question, why do they consider themselves or why do some people consider them a tech company? Um, e-cigarettes have been around for quite a long time, but like Juul was the company that really, quote unquote, perfected the design of that. You know, they made the thing easy to charge. They made it consistent in the nicotine delivery of each puff you take. Uh, they made it small and accessible. So they kind of designed something that was not necessarily a new product. You know, it wasn't a new tobacco product, but um, they kind of put their stamp on it in a way that uh, appealed to a lot of people. So the city has tried to crack down on Juul by by um, uh, trying to, uh, sort of unsuccessfully so far, but an impact on future companies, trying to regulate where they can be based and where they can manufacture these things. They've also tried to go after them in terms of the sale of the product within the city of San Francisco. Do you want to explain our new ban? Yeah, so what the Board of Supervisors um, passed just a couple days ago was um, a ban on the sale of e-cigarettes in San Francisco altogether. And so that means that if you're a store, a corner store that sells e-cigarettes today, um, once this legislation takes effect, which is seven months after the mayor signs it, you will no longer be able to sell e-cigarettes. It also means that if you are a person living in San Francisco and you try to get e-cigarettes that you've bought online delivered to your address, uh, you won't be able to get them delivered there. Although it's a little unclear how that would be enforced. But we should also add that the ban is not a permanent ban. It's um, the way the city attorney has kind of crafted that legislation is to say until the FDA approves e-cigarettes as okay for public health, then it shouldn't be available in the city. Right. There are there are FDA guidelines for how cigarette companies can sell cigarettes. And it includes things like, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but like the disclosure that say this has been shown to cause lung cancer and things like that. They have some level of FDA sign off. The Juul products and these e-cigarettes don't have that yet. And the FDA hasn't made that determination, too. So so there's a way in the future that if the FDA did rule on that, presumably San Francisco's ban would no longer apply. Is that right? That's right. But uh, that probably isn't happening anytime soon because the the e-cigarette companies have until uh, 2022 to kind of send all their paperwork and data to the FDA for the FDA to review to see if everything's A-OK with that product. Now, as you say, you know, if you look at this as a parent of a kid who's vaping and taking in nicotine and getting into this addictive behavior, you have one opinion of of e-cigarettes. But if you're Juul and you say, well, look, we got all these smokers to no longer 
you know, be smoking cigarettes in this thing that has less toxins and is probably to some level, quote unquote, better for your health, that's a better thing. So is the FDA, is the argument you think they're going to put to the FDA that what you should look at this as is a cessation um, aid or is it going to be just prima facie, this is, uh, this is something that's going to go to the entire United States and it's not that bad? Yeah, I think Juul right now um, is trying to kind of position itself as a harm reduction tool, uh, meaning exactly what you just said. Uh, they're less toxic than um, traditional cigarettes, and they're kind of doing the research and gathering the data right now to try to demonstrate that's actually true. So how is Juul reacting to the ban of its products or the, the coming ban of uh, on its products within the city of San Francisco? Um, well, they oppose it, um, and they've also kind of gotten one step ahead of it already. Um, they have sponsored uh, what they hope will be a ballot initiative for the November election, and that would basically negate the ban that the Board of Supervisors uh, just passed, and it would allow them to keep selling e-cigarettes in the city as long as the people buying it are over 21. So uh, we joke about this. It's the ban on the ban initiative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I was outside of uh, the grocery store a couple of uh, of weeks ago and somebody was like, don't you think it should be your right to buy an e-cigarette? And that's how they're getting people to sign this ballot initiative to try to get it before voters. Um, one of the things that I've heard is a criticism of San Francisco and in, in their their zeal to ban these products is that, on the other hand, the city has been very welcoming to cannabis businesses and that you can buy, you know, you can vape cannabis on the street. And nobody's going to get mad at you. Why? Why go after Juul so much? Because cannabis also has bad parts of it. Have you taken that to any of the city leaders and have them try to explain the difference? Yeah, I think that's um, that's a very valid point. Uh, and a lot of criticism about this policy has been around this kind of double standard question. Um, I think if you ask uh, City Attorney Dennis Herrera that question, I think he'll point to the stats showing that um, youth vaping, you know, is rising so quickly. I, you know, I'm not actually sure what the figures are for kids who are smoking marijuana. Um I don't know if that is kind of growing along the same um, path or if there's a major difference in that. Um, but I think uh, you could also like apply that same argument to like regular cigarettes um, or even alcohol, which, you know, the city hasn't taken any steps to try to ban those things. I mean, they are taxed, um, but uh, the city hasn't tried to get them out altogether. Well, that's a really excellent point. Why ban these outright? Why not just tax the bejesus out of them? Yeah, like a soda tax. Or yeah, like the tax. soda tax. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we uh, asked Dennis Herrera that question, and um, it seemed like something that is being taken under or at some point was taken under consideration. But um, the point he was making was he feels like a tax would legitimize that product. And in their view, the product shouldn't be on the market to begin with because the FDA hasn't approved it. So the last question I have, like a lot of this seems to be circulating around the idea of the fact that they add nicotine to the water vapor to make these e-cigarettes. Why do they add nicotine to it? And what is the health impact to to children in particular to, who are um, vaping this nicotine? Yeah, the health impacts we're still 
trying to learn a little bit more about um, because e-cigarettes haven't been around for all that long. Um, so the scientists and researchers are still trying to collect more long-term data on that. What we do know already is um, some kids have reported some anecdotal symptoms like coughing or wheezing. Um, we also know from uh, decades-long tobacco research that nicotine does affect brains of kids that are still growing. Um, so like our brains are developing until we're about 25. So if you start smoking when you're, you know, 13, 14, 15, it affects your brain development a lot more than if you or I started smoking today for the first time. Um, so that's one of the concerns that the public health folks have with kids is um, nicotine affects uh, their brain development negatively. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure you'll be writing a lot more stories about this conflict in the future. Thank you so much to Catherine Ho for being on the episode. Thank you to Libby Coleman for producing this episode. And thank all of you for listening to Fifth and Mission. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.